Welcome to the Encounter Mercy Podcast. I'm Vince Dragone, and I have with me, I was about to say Father Andy Boyd, but he bailed on us last minute. But I, we have with us Jesse Spanagol. How's it going, Jesse? Good, good, brother. How are you doing today? Hanging in there, hanging in there. It's uh, It's been a long couple of weeks, but um, things are looking up. The weather's starting to look nicer. Spring's coming around the corner. Yeah. I know I'm happy. to be rejoicing. Yes, absolutely. Very soon here is going to be Easter and... Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then summer, and then winter again, and then and then just repeat it all over. So, it's just kind of how it goes these days. Yeah, we had a good weekend. We uh, just kind of relaxed. My my oldest turned thirteen. I have a teenager. Lucky you. And, uh, <laughs> or poor you. And, I don't know what it, what it is. No, she's good. She's a good kid, and uh, she just wanted to go ice skating. So we ended up going to the ice rink where. My wife, her grandfather used to take her, and it was just like really one of those cool moments. Um, her uncle came out, and uh, it was just a nice. We really relaxed, um, and then Sunday I had to get back to work. We had uh, we had fifty kids at our confirmation retreat, so we haven't I haven't seen fifty kids together in a long time. So Amazing. it was a good confirmation retreat. Good. So what what do you think drove those numbers? Um, well, we. Um, we have a lot here at our parish and we had a lot of churches not doing them. So we had, you know, three or four kids from this church or four kids from that church. Okay. So that was really good. We, we put together a good retreat. We had a good team. And um, so a lot of people saw that and kind of jumped on with us. I think we had eight churches in, com- in combination all together. So just, like I said, it was really good. It was good to see the kids together. They really wanted to be together. And, uh, you know, we've been doing classes kind of virtual. So the videos and all that stuff, but they really wanted to just talk about faith. We did these um, activity where they built a church and um, it was really productive. They really got into it. Uh, the whole theme was we need to get people to Jesus and the paralytic man uh, he he needed to get to Jesus, and there were people in his way, good people, but people were were in the way to Jesus. So they had to get creative, and they had to cut the roof off the off the off the house there to get the man down to Jesus. So that was kind of the theme: was how do we cut the roof off the church and get people to Jesus uh, as they're the next leaders of the church? So yeah, it was a good good day. That's fantastic. That's always good news to hear, especially especially with young people. I mean. You think about it, um, you know, I'm blessed and I, I really think it's divine providence that I even came back to the church, but I know many of my friends still aren't. And I, it's just, I look at what's going on in society and I get discouraged, but it's good to see that there is that, there is that core group of kids that still want to carry it on and who still find that, um, you know, that that religion is a big part of their life and it really should be. And they get excited about it. And that's makes me excited that, um, that there is still life in the church, especially in, with the young people. And, um, and you know, without people like you, they wouldn't have someone to go to, um, to be able to grow their faith. So awesome. That's fantastic news. Uh, yeah, we just, I just, uh, we want to provide opportunities for them. I think young people want, to find their identity in Christ and the church needs to provide good opportunities for young people to get excited about faith. And so they can actually share their talents and their gifts 
helped grow the church. That's that's our challenge as a church. Nice. Well, and I, you do a great job of it, and that's your passion. And I, I just hope that more there's more people out there like you uh, in 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 roles in the church to be able to do that. And uh, that that's just great. That's that's really encouraging. So let's get right into our topic. Um, so. I'm not really sure when this episode is going to be launched. Normally we, we release on Thursdays, but um, St. Patrick's Day is a Wednesday. And so I'm not sure if our um, our producer, Father Andy, will get this out tomorrow as in St. Patrick's Day or the day after. But either way, we're going to talk about some facts that you may not have known about St. Patrick. Um, you know, like I know him as um, the guy who invented green beer and drove all the snakes out of Ireland, right? Is that pretty much sums I, it up, I right? Hear, I hear that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I look like a fat leprechaun, so uh, <laughs> we, all, we all have something to bring to the table today. Um, are, are you are you Irish, Vince? Are you actually Irish? I think I'm 25% Irish. Did you have one of those tests done? Uh, no, I did not, but my oh. grandma tells me I am. And I have blue eyes, I, so I got to be Irish. That's what my grandma tells me, so. I had one of those tests done. I'm like... I think I'm like 2.379% Irish. So still I have counts. something. Still counts. So you can celebrate St. <laughs> Patrick's Day and get obliterated and all that fun stuff. I I just, I, I get very envious of people like uh, who a, a nationality, like I'm Irish or I'm German or whatever it is. And they get, I'm, I'm just such, I mean, I have just such a, uh, I have you, so many. You're a mutt. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the best the best dog I ever had was a mutt, so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh, but I just I I I really sympathize with people who really get behind their nationality. So I kind of just have all these. So I get to celebrate all of them. I guess it's a, it's a, there's a positive spin. There you go. There um, you go. There's always there's always a positive spin on it. So St. Patrick's Day. I mean, I, I guess you know when we were kind of talking about the theme. There's a lot of myth. There's a lot yep. of legend. Um, there's actually some facts out there um, and definitely some faith that we could talk about when we talk about St. Patrick. Um, it, it was during a time where the church was very much Swiss cheese in history. I don't know why there was such, uh, uh, not I guess, not good documentation. And there was all these like legends and stories that came out, which inspired people it was good but i kind of did some research today to get to the bottom of what actually saint patrick was so that's kind of what our theme so i i'm no historian at all but i would assume that things that happened in the uh the roman empire were probably recorded a little bit more a little better um but you know things that happened in places like ireland that were still run really by the pagans and the druids uh there probably wasn't a whole lot they weren't as I guess, advanced as the, the Roman Empire was at the time. And so I'm going to assume that probably has something to do with it. And maybe that's where a lot of the mythology comes out of it of, hey, it's it's we're going to pass this down by word. We can't write this down because we don't have anyone to write it down. And that's probably where a lot of these myths come from. But just just my, you know, from I'm not like I said, I'm not a historian, but I like to dabble in some things like that. And it's I would assume that's probably why, but don't know for sure. But I guess he, I guess like, he didn't I, invent. I, 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 I guess he didn't uh, invent green beer, right? Is that no, no? Okay, <laughs> wrong, what, that's the wrong Patrick. Like, <laughs> is it Boston that dyes the river green? Uh, Chicago, Boston? Chicago, Chicago does. 
So yeah, I knew I knew somebody did. Um, one of the cool things I found out, like one of the myths, was I always thought Patrick was Irish. Yeah, and he's actually British. Uh, he's from Great Britain. Um, I thought that was interesting. I I kind of uh, I I think he would identify as as Irish because that's where he did his ministry. But I, I thought it was interesting. He was um, he had some money, not not a, a lot of money as a young man, but he became um, they captured these pirates that like, captured him and took him as a slave, and he went over to Ireland. And it was he was there for quite some time as a slave, and so the through his captivity it was I think he was it was about twenty and he escaped, and they he kept having these dreams. That's one of the things I found interesting about him. He God spoke to him through dreams, and he he, he we have his memoir, so we have like his his recording like his prayers and where he felt God was calling him and they kind of, in God, he felt God calling him back to Ireland after his enslavement. So I thought that was really interesting kind of to debunk any myths. And this was, him. this was before he was a priest, right? Didn't he? And, and, right. and, and back then I, I think they didn't really, you you look today and like, when, hey, what's the youngest Bishop you've ever seen? Um, they're usually not pretty young, but I think like back then you'd, become a bishop a little bit sooner. And I'm pretty sure he was a younger man as a bishop whenever he went over there. In fact, I don't think he was a priest for very long before he became a bishop. I didn't really look into it too much, exactly what age he was. But from what I read in the past was, you know, he became a priest and then not long after became a bishop and ended up going to, to back to Ireland. And yeah. And evangelized the very people who um, enslaved him at, at one point. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, that's very much like uh, for us to, to pull a little faith out of that. It's like he was called to go back to that that hell, that place where he knew, you know, just torture and enslavement. And he really felt called to go back there and show people love. And he did. He, he converted, you know, enti- the entire country. It was a country run by Druids, um, kind of a, a pagan faith, an earthly faith. And he took, um, there's all kinds of stories, myth stories probably, uh, all kinds of stories of him dealing with warlords and people trying to, um, magicians and stuff like that, people trying to out-magic him. And uh, so he basically, you know, showed them the power of faith and showed them the power of God. So that was kind of like one of the cool things, like through all this myth, there was some actually truth and some beauty there uh, about what he did, so... And just to think like you, you look at this stuff and it's like, wow, that would never happen today, but it happens in our daily lives, doesn't it? Where we encounter people who are just so against what we believe that like just trying to evangelize them seems like it's impossible or like not even just even evangelize, but just, just to be nice around somebody, uh, who, who just isn't. And, and, and it's like, we can learn a lot from the saints. Right. And you know, especially some of these saints who are like almost like superhuman. It's like, well, that would never actually happen today. Well, but it happens every day. It really, I mean, it really does. And it's maybe small little, you know, maybe not in the grand scheme that you hear in these legends, but, um, but, but we all have these moments where we encounter someone who we have to take maybe a different tactic with that's, um, you know, and it's just sharing the faith whether or not they attach onto it right or, you know, the right, you know, right away or not, it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to 
I always say like, you don't have to convert somebody right in that same conversation. That's usually never the case, but it plants a seed, right? And I'm sure that St. Patrick planted a lot of seeds that maybe sprouted into something. Some of them maybe died and, and never, you know, really took off. But, you know, that's, that's just kind of what we are as Christians and, uh, and trying to spread the good news. I am. I, I agreed entirely. I think that's the hard part. Um, and that's being in tune with your faith, being in tune with those challenges, and then going out and living it. <laughs> and that's the t- that's that's the part where that person we struggle with that person clearly in our lives. And you know, I th- I just thought it was interesting how Patrick he was so in tune with the dream aspect, and we see that throughout Scripture. We see Joseph and um, different prophets have this connection to God through the dreams. And it's something I think we don't talk about enough in faith today um, is the power of God talking to us through our dreams and being, being in tune with that to go where we need to go to be sent where we're kind of sent. So I think that's a very interesting concept. Maybe I can another topic for another day, but. Well, and, and really, I mean, I guess on top of that is how many times do we, have such an amazing prayer experience that inspires us or we go to a conference and it really inspires, inspires us or we hear a homily that's just out of this world. And we just like, it just makes you feel like I got to get out there and, and do God's will. And then you actually step outside and it's like, Whoa, this is, I'm a little outside of my comfort zone. Um, but then we can look at these saints as this is what they experienced, but then they put it in practice. And how can we look at that and put this in practice? This amazing homily you heard or amazing prayer experience or conference, whatever it is, what you learned, how do we put that in practice? And we can look to the saints to do that. Yeah, they walked in their shoes. Yeah. They, they took everything, they lived it, and they did it joyfully. That's the, that's the mark of a saint. They, they, no matter what challenge laid before them, rich, poor, um, Whatever it was, no, no matter what age, they did it joyfully. So yeah, I totally agree with that. So I guess maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead because I was about to change the subject. Oh no, go ahead. That's I fine. was going to say. So what other things about St. Patrick are there to learn? Beer, lots beer. of drinking. <laughs> <laughs> what so. was his favorite beer? Irish red. <laughs> Killians? Was it Killians? <laughs> there was a lot of beer. <laughs> but he, you know, one of the things, like, it's hard to separate fact from fiction, but I know, uh, like, one of the things he did, he stopped slavery in Ireland. That's yeah, pretty big deal, right? Um, yeah, I think that, that that's, a, that's a huge part because that, that, that touched him personally. I mean, he was a slave. So he took that evil and said, okay, we're going to really be Christian and move forward as a country. And we have to stop this. Uh, and he did. He was successful in, in eliminating all slavery. So that that's a huge that's a huge part. Not only did that, but I mean, he can he made so many priests and performed so many miracles. I mean, there's just story after story after story about him that this really made Ireland the the hub of Christianity for many many years because of this one man. And that's, you know, you hear stories about like Francis, these certain saints that just, you know, that, that they are so like influential in a culture. Well, you know, definitely St. Patrick is one of them. I mean, I think so influential that like, I know Catholics who are Irish that calls them, call themselves Irish Catholic. I mean, yeah, there's, you don't hear that a lot. Um, especially since Irish 
Catholicism is not a right in the Catholic church. But, um, let's talk about the, the shamrocks. That's always something you hear is, so what's with the shamrocks and what's with the shamrocks and St. Patrick and the Trinity. And like, what are all these things? Can you explain? Yeah. Uh, it's a famous story. Uh, St. Patrick used the, the three leaf clover and he used it. And that's one of the things a lot of Christians struggle with is the Trinity. And then it's a great, um, tool, especially I use it with our young kids, you know, second graders or third graders. And we use the um, shamrock to explain the Trinity that each part is beautiful and has a role, but it's all connected. It's all one God. And so he became very popular, uh, that teaching, that understanding to give people a visual faith is so important. And it became so popular that, you know, Irish um, Catholics, they wore the shamrock as a symbol of faith. It became, you know, part of their mantra, part of their coordination. That's where the green color comes from in Irish. So all those important things, that's, that to me is one of the um, things that even to today, it translates. You can show a, a, a second grader a three-leaf clover and explain it to them. So that's, that's a universal tran, um, translation for the Trinity. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, so the, I guess the other thing I want to talk about is that you hear a lot with like St. Patrick's Day is why, how did it get turned into such a drinking holiday? I mean, is that just an American thing? And, and it probably is. I mean, we, we do a lot of that, but um, I kind of want to maybe tackle this myself a little bit and maybe kind of just flesh it out and try to think, but like, I think of like Mardi Gras and like right before Lent, it's, you know, it, everything, it all comes from Catholicism really, you know, other Protestant denominations don't really celebrate like we do on feast days, but like right before we're supposed to fast or on feast days of saints, Hey, this is time to break the fast and it's time to, to celebrate. And it's, I always think it's like, it's really cool to be Catholic is because we have so many reasons to celebrate. You know, if you have, you know, a, a saint that you really adore and you want to celebrate their feast day, treat it like a birthday. I mean, like go all out and it, it, it's fine. I mean, obviously don't go too crazy, but, and I think, you know, being an American, that's where we really go crazy on St. Patrick's day. But I'm trying to think like, okay, we're in the middle of Lent, right? Easter's not yet here. And, you know, we're, we're trying to fast, we're trying to be good. Um, and then we have this feast day and we can just, woo, let's party. Let's just, you know, let it all out. And I think that's, you know, as Catholics, that's, we need to be able to celebrate that. Um, am I right in, in kind of what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think culturally too, you had a, you know, especially here in America, we, you know, we had a lot of Irish Catholics who were hard workers. Mm -hmm. Not only were they hard workers, uh, they took pride in their work, but they took pride in their faith. And so, you know, when we're called to fast, you know, me, me and the kids were just talking about this tonight. We were doing our prayers and, uh, <laughs> Uh, I was telling the kids, you know, let's think about our Lenten sacrifices that we're making. All these little, little things, all these little sacrifices will help teach us and prepare us for the big sacrifices of life. And so I think for us as a, you know, country and as a, you know, Irish Catholics, it's good to once in a while celebrate. And because life is tough. And especially when we're called to, during this time of Lent to give up even more and more than we're normally giving up, you know, especially for immigrants who came here, it's a time like, you know what, let's enjoy 
our faith as well. And I, that, that translates to, you know, by even all the way back to Jesus. Jesus drank wine and he celebrated and he, Jesus knew how to have a good time because he, there was also time to be serious and a time to pray and a time to go out and minister. But he also knew the importance of gathering around and celebrating. So, this, yeah, this definitely gives us an opportunity to do that. So um, I guess really before we wrap up here, we only have about nine minutes or so, but um, let's talk about the St. Patrick's poem, The Breastplate. Yeah. Um, so the the breastplate and, and the important part, and then, you know, yeah, we talked about the, 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 the facts of them and the, but ultimately for um, he, St. Patrick has a lot to teach us with faith. Um, he knew it's called the uh, Anamkara. I think uh, this, this was new to me. I just learned this. He knew that God was always with him, no matter what he was going through. That kind of awareness of God's presence. This is important for us. As and he wore it as a breastplate. He he wore it as armor. And this is what his you know concept of faith was: is no matter what you're going through, God's with us. Um, and this, this is important for us as Christians too, because oftentimes we think we're not equipped to handle a certain situation. Maybe going back to what we were talking about, dealing with a person who we're struggling with, uh, dealing with someone who might even, we, we, we have a hard time getting along with. God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. So he, he will provide us the breastplate to go into battle. And so his poem is kind of a famous poem is uh, very simply Christ be within me, Christ behind me, Christ before me, Christ beside me, Christ to win me, Christ to comfort and restore me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ inquired, Christ in danger, Christ in hearts of all that love me. Christ in mouth of friend and stranger. So he writes it as his, like, that's his understanding of faith is God is surrounding him, giving him the armor to go out into the world. So I think it's a cool, it's a cool way to look at faith. Uh, kind of a, we're go, we're, we're the church militant. We are fighting for our souls here on earth. So it's kind of a cool way to look at it. Yeah. And it's, I think that that's a, that's a poem that should be written like everywhere. <laughs> I, I want to keep that in my wallet, you know, especially like, you know, the hard, you know, you come upon like hard times. Like right now we're having some pretty difficult issues at home with uh, health issues and my wife. And it's, it's things like this that like she, she actually, when I was talking about the podcast tonight, um, she actually brought this up. She was like, I've never actually heard of this before. And I was like, oh yeah, actually, you know, really like it's, I feel like we should all live by that. You know, God is always with you. Um, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Uh, it doesn't matter what you've done. Um, sometimes we think that, Hey, you know, I, I don't know how God could ever be on my side. I'm such a bad, terrible sinner. And it's, you know, that's, that's not, you know, we, the God that sometimes we, uh, portray and we think of is not the God who actually loves us and who is there. Uh, he's not this big wrathful person that you sometimes hear about. Um, especially because of the old Testament and people think like, oh, well, yeah, God's just going to you know, smite you. It's like, no, he, he's a very loving and caring God. And, you know, 
we, we must always ask forgiveness, but we can also ask for his help, no matter what situation we're in. And that's what's awesome about, that's what I love about being a Christian, um, is, you know, I always, we always have a reason to be, to be hopeful. Um, whereas the pagans don't. And they're, they, you know, they always, you know, and, and I say pagans and I also mean, you know, atheists and all, you know, everyone else who doesn't believe or is even agnostic towards it is I, why, what's the point of life? What's the point of all this? You know, if, if it's, if this is just the end, you know, after we die. That's, and especially as the spiritual fathers of our households to go out into battle and we're going to take blows. Yeah. And to know that we have a breastplate from God that's going to take these blows that we're protected um, because that that's the tough part about being a dad, you know, having kids grow up in this world that we live in today that's so chaotic and so anti-family and to protect our wives. That I, that's why I like this prayer from, a, this, you know, kind of just from a straight like guy perspective, dad, husband, like I go out, I protect my family. I lead my family. I'm here for them. And God will God will equip me because he called me to do this. This is my vocation. Yeah. So I think that for a guy is so important to have that attitude. Absolutely. Like something like this will amp you up. Something like this yeah. will like rejuvenate your, you know, you know, like if you're down on yourself, like I get like that. I don't know about you. But I get like that all the time as a father and a, and a husband of like, yeah, I, I, maybe I'm not doing what I should be doing. Maybe I'm not, you know, but it's, it's things like this that it's like, you know what, I'm just gonna, it's like taking uh it's like, you know, pounding some pre-workout before hitting the gym and just going at it. I mean, like it's, it's I'm eye of the tiger. <laughs> yeah. I, it's the eye of the tiger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, th- and that's, what's so cool. We have saints like St. Patrick who not just about beer, but have this devout faith who you, as a guy, we're like, okay, he did it. He went back into the adversity. He went back and he changed the world. By saying yes to God, we can do it too. Um, he was humble. He was pious. He was gentle. He was loving and he trusted God. That's the key. That's it. He trusted God. He knew God was all around him with the importance of this mission. He feared nothing. He knew that with God, he can do anything. So I think that's for, uh, you know, that's a good way to look at this whole feast day is that when you were going, when we're down, when we think like, everything's against us when we think the world's falling apart that we, we pray this prayer, you know, Christ be within me. This is so important that we realize that God is through the muck, through the, the, the most terrible times that God will take the cross, the most horrific thing. and He will bring glory out of it. He will bring good out of it. So for me, that's what gets me through. Definitely. Absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, while you are eating your green eggs and green beer tomorrow, uh, <laughs> think about that and, and really think about why, why is it that we are celebrating this day? And it's because of saints like St. Patrick who are able to inspire us to really move forward. And, and it's not just a day to get drunk and, and have a good time. Hey, have a good time. Yeah, for sure. But, but just know that there's, there's more to it. And I, and I, you know, I know our listeners already know that, but, um, but also in the same breath, enjoy yourself. Enjoy, you know, just like any other feast day, enjoy it. So Jesse, anything else before we wrap up here? No, I think that's good. 
prayers for everybody. Uh, we got Feast of St. Joseph coming up as well. Yes. Uh, so uh, definitely Easter's right around the corner. So Holy Week, Holy Week is such a powerful time. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I love Holy Week. I really missed last year with the whole COVID. So I'm really excited to be part of Holy Week. Again. Absolutely. And it's coming up so fast. This I don't know where this Lent went. Uh, last year, drug by, but this year, just flying forward. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. And and we're going to, I'm sure we'll have a whole entire episode devoted to Holy Week coming up here very shortly. So with that being said, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. That way our episodes get delivered to you each week. Head on over to our website if you want to learn a bit more about us, EncounterMercy.com. Make sure you like us on Facebook, Instagram. That's kind of about it. (laughs) We have the other ones. We don't really do a whole lot with them. Um, But Jesse's been doing a fantastic job of keeping up on our Facebook. And if you want to contact us with any questions, comments, um, feedback, future episode uh, suggestions, please do so. We're always open to that. And uh, every single person who has suggested an episode, we've done uh, something, maybe not to their... um, their standards, but we've at least tried. So with that being said, everybody have a great week and we will see you next week. Bye.